It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now let's join our host, Ron Myers. Listeners, welcome to another great broadcast. I'm Ron Myers, your host, and today we're going to talk about turning the bad things in your life into good. And later in the show, I will take you back to my shrimp festival, the year 1991, where God took a bad situation and turned it into a good situation. But first, I have a question. Can God take the evil that has come in your life and turn it to your favor? Can he take your bad decisions and turn them into good? Can God mend the hurts that often churches inflict on their congregation? I believe the answer is yes. Romans 8.28 says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Well, today's guest has had a lot of bad in her life. She was abandoned at the hospital when she was born, adopted at six months old, grew up with threats of being sent back to the orphanage, and as an adult, she ended up in bad relationships. She felt God was vengeful and punishing her. She was raped twice, once at gunpoint at the age of 19. But today, she is a strong woman in love with Jesus who helps other women suffering hardships. Her name, Gina Weiss. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, tell the listeners, who is Gina Weiss? Gina Weiss is a person who refuses to let anything negative define her life. I've learned over the years that you can change. You can change your story. You can change the ending of your story, and especially when you use the scriptures. Wow. And you'd started off at a bad time in life. So you were uh, abandoned at a hospital being born. I mean, when I see that, I hear that, I think, you mean, so your parents just left you there and ran off? My birth mother did. I later met her and found out that she did it because they would have forced her to have an abortion. So she did it to save you from being aborted. And then you were adopted into a Jewish family, weren't you? Correct. Now, so you weren't even raised uh, around Jesus as the Messiah. Uh, You were all within the Jewish faith. I was. I always felt a void or a hole or missing place. And I realized after I accepted Christ that that's what it was. It was God leading me. And for a while, the first when I first accepted Christ and heard about him, it was at a Hellfire and Brimstone church. And I was afraid to walk out the door. I call it now my insurance salvation. <laughs> Your insurance salvation. Listeners, on the telephone is um, Gina Weiss, a young lady that uh, really has had a tough life. She was uh, abandoned when she was born, uh, had some uh, bad relationships as an adult, raped twice. and uh, But today she's in love with Jesus, helping other women who are suffering hardships. So what was it like growing up? Because you said... Um, in my interview with you before we went on air that you were being threatened that if you didn't straighten up, you're going to be sent back to the orphanage. So it doesn't sound like you had a lot of uh, bells and whistles and balloons and wonderful times growing up. I didn't. I never felt accepted. 
I always wondered why I was giving up. My adopted mother did the best she could, and a lot of it was me. I mean, I was not the best child. I was later diagnosed with ADD, but back in the 50s, it was called BAD. <laughs> yeah, BAD, B-A-D-D. <laughs> yes, yes. I pushed the limits, and also during that time, people didn't know about genetic dispositions. And they thought that if you raised a child right, that it would turn out the way you wanted it to. And, of course, we know genetics is a large part now. Yeah, it it sure is. And uh, you said you walked around and you felt God was vengeful and punishing you. Why would you think that? I think a lot of it is because of the Old Testament. You know, it was more of a scorekeeping thing. I just felt like everything that happened to me was a punishment. I I felt unworthy. I felt worthless, useless. There was no good. Nothing I could ever do was good enough. Now, was this reinforced by your adopted parents? Mostly my mother. Uh, My father pretty much stayed in the background. And one incident that I will never forget, I guess, is that I wanted to surprise her and make her happy. And I cleaned the whole house, everything, except dry the dishes. And that was the one thing she said. Well, it looks nice, but why didn't you do the dishes? Wow. So you couldn't live up to their expectations. Listeners, today's guest is Gina Wise. She was abandoned at the hospital when she was born. She grew up never being able to do anything right in her, quote, adopted parents' eyes. Uh, She was raped twice, once at gunpoint at the age of 19. But today she is a survivor, a strong woman in love with Jesus, and she helps other women uh, suffering hardships. So tell us about at 19, what happened uh, to that uh, that terrible uh, time that uh, you were forced uh, with a gun? It's still indescribable. It was like I had gone to a party after work. I really didn't want to go, but since I told them I would, I went. And everyone seemed to be paired off. This was in the early 70s. And I left. I just gotten off work at the hospital and I was tired. Well, this guy followed me home, and I thought it was just being nice to make sure I made it home safely. And then about 2 o'clock in the morning, he was banging on my door saying he needed help, and then he proceeded to rape me. And you went to the police, and they didn't even uh, believe you, or they didn't even help you. Is that correct? Exactly. They said... There's nothing we can do. It's your word against his. Just deal with it. And then I went to a psychologist. I made an appointment, and he told me, just forget it. You'll be fine. And you don't forget that stuff. Yeah, uh, that has to be a traumatic. So I am assuming that, again, you're believing that that's punishment or vengefulness from God? I blame myself. Wow. And I have no valid reason to blame myself, but it's like, what else is going to happen? What's next? Well, I always lived in dread of what was next. So with the low self-esteem, everything going wrong in your life, in your eyes, and you could never live up to uh, other people's expectations, what gave you the will to even want to get up and live? Many times I thought about that, and it was just, I don't know, God. 
I didn't know him then, but it was God that held me through. And then at the age of 22, I got married, and I had children, and I had a special needs daughter. So all of it came together. And another situation, too, that happened when I was 22 was both of my parents died seven weeks apart, my adopted parents. And my mother had been suffering for years. So uh, her death was basically a blessing because of the pain. And my father died seven weeks later. Wow. Wow. So many things going on in your life. And now you have a special needs daughter and some things were getting to get ready to change in your life. You were about ready to find that wonderful power in the name of Jesus. And we're going to talk about that, uh, Gina, right after the break. Okay. Okay. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. When you go to a good movie, how many people do you tell? When you go to a great restaurant, how many people do you tell? You become a promoter for movies and restaurants. Well, if God has done something special in your life, how many people have you told? I would like to invite you to come on to my show and share your story with the world of what God has done for you. Log on to thepromoter.org and click share your story. It's time for you to become a promoter for God's goodness. Your name is power over darkness, freedom for the captives, mercy for the broken and the hopeless. Your name is faithful in the Listeners, welcome back. And yes, there is power. Power in the name of Jesus. And today's guest, Gina Weiss, a young lady that was abandoned when she was born in a hospital, adopted six months later, grew up with low self-esteem. She could never do anything right. Raped at gunpoint at the age of 19, married at 22. Now she's got a special needs daughter. And so you're Mrs. Mom and you have this precious little special needs daughter. You're attending church in Memphis, Tennessee, and your daughter and you kind of had a little encounter with some folks at the church. I was asked by the Sunday school teacher to please not bring my daughter back to church because it bothered some of the other mothers. And back at the time, my self-esteem was so low, I did not think about going to the pastor or anyone else higher in the church. I just took it as another hit. And it was tough. I stayed out of church for a while. Well, I don't blame you. I mean, if a church tells me not to bring my special needs daughter because she is uh, creating attention and disrupting other kids and ask you to leave the church, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'd walk out and and uh, might be a while before I went back. And in the meantime, you're kind of struggling with this relationship with God. You you want God, but you don't really know God, and you think he's punishing you. And so there's a, like a internal uh, tug of war going on, isn't there? There is. And 
during that time, I felt like that if I read my Bible, if I went to church, if I did this and I did that, all these acts, then God would accept me more, which is so far from the truth. It's kind of that legalism, legalism. It's kind of like the Old Testament, the law, that if you do something, you'll get something in return. But with Jesus, it's grace. It's that unconditional love. And you just couldn't grab it. Or maybe nobody had told you about his grace and unconditional love at that point in your life. No one had told me. And during the time away from the church, I actually read more of the word and I became to know more about his love. It was an interesting journey. And I also got involved with a Native American group. And I missed, I enjoyed their spirituality, which made me miss the church. So I did go back. I never did really find the perfect church, which is not one, but I did go back and keep a relationship. Now I'm in a, a church, Bay St. Louis, Calvary Chapel. And from the first day I went in, I knew that's where I was supposed to be. Yeah, listeners, on the telephone is Gina Weiss, uh, a lady, a young lady, but uh, was born uh, and abandoned in a hospital, adopted six months later as a child. She grew up uh, with low self-esteem. She could never do anything right. She felt God was vengeful in punishing her. She was raped twice at gunpoint, once at the age of 19. So the first rape, the police told you there's nothing they could do. But you were raped again later in life. Isn't that correct? Yes. Um, it wasn't a fall. It was more of a tempted. And he told me as he walked out the door that I was in a business downtown, so that made it better. There were more people around. But he told me as I walked out the door, don't tell anyone or I'll be back. And, of course, that's the same thing the first rapist said. So I went to the police department, and again, they would do nothing. They wouldn't even let me file charges. So I did go back to another sheriff's office, I believe it was, and they said, no one can stop you. And since the rape didn't go all the way through, they told me I needed to go for assault. And I did find, get him convicted and found out he had done it to many other women. And also, that was like a closure for what happened to me before. Wow. Listeners on the phone, Gina Weiss, abandoned when she was born in the hospital, adopted six months later, uh, grew up in a um, kind of a, a home that didn't appreciate her. She fought that uh, she could never do anything right. But today, she is a strong woman in love with Jesus who also helps other women uh, suffering hardships. So when is the day? What happens when the power through the name of Jesus just has a transformation in your soul? And when the light bulb goes off, what happened to lead you to where you are today with that awesome relationship with God? Lots of prayer. Lots of prayer. And lots of Bible study. And what I would do when I was first making the transformation was I would post scriptures around because the enemy comes to destroy and condemn and make us feel like nobody else has been through what you have been through. Nobody else. You must have done something really wrong. And whenever the enemy talks to me like that, I had the scripture or know the scripture to talk back to him. And Amen. I don't get into a large debate or anything else, 
many times it's just be gone in the name of blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Power in the name. Um, Listeners, if you're uh, just tuned in, I'm talking with Gina Weiss, who was uh, a young child that was abandoned in the hospital, went through life, just struggled, uh, been raped twice, but uh, had an encounter with God. And today she's a strong woman helping other women. In fact, I wanted to ask you, Gina, somebody out there listening right now that is going through some hardships, uh, uh, what would you tell that person? Never give up. There's always hope and go to God's word. Going back to my daughter with special needs, I also had a son that was older that didn't require, you know, the attention she did. But when my daughter was 11, I was told that she would lose all her skills, become a vegetable, go into a coma and die. And I just refused to accept it. I had to find out what was the matter because they never said there was a diagnosis. They said it was idiopathic which I claim as though the idiot couldn't figure it out. (laughs) So at the age of 12, I went to a metabolic geneticist in Texas, and he did a ton of blood work and said that I probably wouldn't find anything that I want to do the testing. I said, yes, I need to rule out this degenerative disease they thought she had. So it turned out that she had a condition called fragile X. It's a genetic leading cause of autism. And once we found that out, it was a major shift because we could change our education and I had power. But during this difficult time, I hung on to hope. And a friend told me, where there's life, there's hope. And I still use that every day. Amen. Another thing, too, is we can't think a negative and a positive thought at the same time. We have the ability to change that whether it be through scripture, through thoughts, through just changing. Yeah. It takes time. It's a transition, but it's a blessing because I know nothing can happen to me that God can't take care of it. I tell people who are ready to give up that so far their success rate is 100%. Why stop now? They have a pulse. They're breathing. Keep going. Trust God. Keep going. Trust God. Excellent. Well, uh, our time is up, uh, Gina. And before we go, uh, you've kind of you just kind of answered the last question. I I always ask my guests is how do you get the hell out of your life? Um, Go ahead and (laughs) recap. One day at a time when the times are going rough and talk to God. There are no conditions. We're righteous through Christ so we can have a one on one. Read the Word. The Word has so many things in it, like what you think you become. Everyone thinks that's new age. It's not. It's scriptural. And just keep doing that and surround yourself, too, with positive people. So many of us have toxic relationships, almost like energy vampires. And I've literally ended those relationships. I'll see them. I'll say, hello, how are you doing? but I'm not involved with it. And the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. And sometimes you need to find a new group. Yeah, yeah, a new group. The others are bad. It just means that they're not motivating you and stimulating you and causing you to want to do better. Well, Gina, thank you for taking time. Now, if somebody wants to reach out to you in your ministry because you help other women, how do they get in touch with you? Okay, there's two ways. 
I have two Facebook pages. One is Gina, J-E-A-N-A, Weiss, W-E-I-S-S, Writes, W-R-I-T-E-S. And also a phone number, 228-220-4542. Wow. Well, Gina, thank you for sharing that story today. Very inspiring and encouraging to uh, to me and to other listeners. And God bless you. And we will check in with you again soon and have a great day. Thank you. And I am passionate about empowering women to let them know who they can be. That's what God led me into, and I just praise Him. Every time a woman comes to me, I praise Him. Well, thank you, Gina. God bless you, and take care. Back in one minute. Hi, this is Candy Anderson Ferris, bringing you a message of hope. The day my twin grandbabies were born, life took a sharp turn. Tegan and Bodie made such an impact, especially on my daughter, who already had a child who was 20 years old. And here she was giving birth to not one, but two babies. I was there, y'all, and we were ecstatic. Then the news came. Bodie had Down syndrome. The shock? Well, it was pretty earth-shaking. But when their daddy, JJ, told the younger girls he had some bad news to tell them, he then proceeded to share about Bodie. And Maddie simply said, Now, what was your bad news? She realized early something we would all find out. God causes all things to work for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Bodie is the blessing all of us needed, and we didn't even know it. The things that look so hard today, things that make you struggle to breathe, God uses for His glory and our good. It's simply His way. He has the total picture, y'all. We see dimly now, but as my friend who faced death and fought back through some long, long days of healing and depression, now says, there was purpose in the pain. And truly, all things work for good, our good and God's glory. It was June of 1991. It was time for the annual Shrimp Festival. This year, I had a great Saturday night headliner, Johnny Paycheck. He just got out of prison, and I was ready to bring him here. Remember, Johnny? Take this job and shove it. That was his song that made him famous. Well, he got out of jail. I had the opportunity to bring him here to Gulfport, Mississippi at the Shrimp Festival. I was excited. We were setting up on Friday morning sound, lights, booths, concession stands. And then I had a motion by my sound man to come visit him. So I went over and said, what's up? And he said, well, I've been thinking, Ron, you know, you're going to make some money this weekend and you're just not paying me enough money. So you need to give me some more money to do your sound and lights or I'm not going to be able to do it. And I'm kind of shocked, but then I'm not surprised. I'm used to that sometimes in business. So I said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you 15 minutes to pack up your stuff and get out of here. We won't be using you now or ever again. Well, here I am. 
hours away from opening the gates on Friday night and no sound and no lights. Well, Colleen Reed, whose husband was Todd Reed of the group Change to Eden, was helping me with the shrimp festival. She said, Ron, I have a friend, Stacy Finley, who lives in Gulfport. He is off tour from Sticks, and I think he may be available. She called Stacy. He came down. We reached an agreement. In fact, he gave me a better price than the original one I had from my ex-sound guy. He came in, did sound lights. It was awesome. During the intermission of a few of the groups, him and I had an opportunity to talk. And what he shared with me really impacted me. He was in remission with leukemia and told me that he didn't know how long he had left, but he was enjoying life, touring the country, actually touring the world, and that he was going to live every day having fun. And then he said, Ron, you're doing the same thing. You're living your dream, doing events, festivals, concerts. Keep it up, Ron, because you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. How true that is. Two months later, Stacy died. I still think about that very, every so often because it reminds me that even when things are tough and maybe the money isn't always there, I'm doing what I want to do. I do what I love. I'm living my dreams. What about you? Have you got some ideas, some dreams, some goals, some aspirations, wishes that you had a long time ago but put them aside because you just couldn't do them? Well, today I want to encourage you to revisit those dreams you have. Life is short. Who cares if you don't have all the perfect things, but when you have the joy and the peace of God in your life because you are living and doing what God's intention was for your life, everything falls in place. If he gave you the dreams, he has to give you the resources to complete the dream. And that includes your income, your business expenses, everything. God is a complete God. He's not a part-time God or a part this gives you a destiny and makes you starve to death. God doesn't work that way. God took my bad at that shrimp festival and he turned it to good. I ended up with a better sound man and an incredible lesson that he shared with me for life. And today, 30 years later, I am sharing that with you. Life is good with God. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, listeners, my time is up. Now, I want you to think of all the crap in your life, all the defeat, the negativity, the things that have just come against you. That's the bad. And I want you to remember, and I want you to turn them over to God, because if you commit those to God, you pass them off, hand them over to him, he will turn them into good. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Take the bad and turn it into good. I commit my destiny to you today in your precious name. Amen. Now, listen, if you prayed that, I have the perfect free book for you. 
for your new journey, leaving the land of average into the land of God's promises, the land where your destiny is. Because we don't want to live in the land of average. That's where you have villages like would have, should have, and could have. It's dark. It's miserable. You don't want to be there. Log on to thepromoter.org. Look for the little advertisement for a free ebook. Get the hell out of your life. My gift to you. It's only 55 pages. It's good reading. It's a compilation of over 20 years. The map. It is the map to the land of your destiny. You're going to love it. Well, I'll see you next week. And remember, this is Ron Myers encouraging you to discover your destiny by getting the hell out of your life. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.